0: What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast is in your life today. Wow, what a week it has been. First, I get sick over the weekend, which is why I had to miss Monday's usual recording. And then, uh, it's it's the changing of the season. Apparently, it's happening not only to me, but to other people But to sit here and basically not extremely 100%, but coming around to it, I thought, all right. Everything is just coming off out of the bat with so much news and so much stuff and everything we've been hearing from the Variety article to Echo's trailer, the sack strike being over and everything else that fell in between, not to mention Loki season finale, Gen V finishing and then the Marvel's tanking as always. Oh my God, it's just, oh, it's just a chaos, a colossal mess. But yet here I am to just talk, to just talk to you, the fine people that continues to listen in on this podcast every single week, which I am thankful for 100%. I have to say, though, I came onto this recording and I thought to myself, okay, what can I really talk about that is like. That basically wants to hit to the very core, the very essence, the very being of what the episode is going to be. I could just talk about the entire article, but considering that news broke last week and I was sick, it feels very timely. I could talk about the Marvels, but I haven't seen it. Gen V and Loki, as I just stated earlier, you know, I would rather do next Monday or the Monday coming up where I could do a three for one. So, I guess in a way, I just want to give my immediate reaction to all of the stuff that has been going on thus far, and, uh, you know, some stuff that I'll spend some time on, and others I'm just going to breeze right through. I think, in a way, I kind of wanted to start off, and by the way, this is episode 200, I knew we should have started with that, episode 200 of Outside the Comics, volume 2, oh my goodness, and... Man, 200, 200 episodes. I know there have been a lot of time gaps and there's been a lot of times where I would take numerous breaks and everything else with, you know, the moving and the flood and the breakups and the grinding for six months and everything that I've been doing thus far. But before I want to continue on, I do want to say thank you once again for tuning in to the podcast for listening to me ramble that maybe you agree with a lot of points that I make. Maybe you disagree with it, but the fact is I'm thankful because it allowed me to actually pinpoint in the things that not only do I want to talk about, but to try to come up with new ways on how to increase my presence. How do I put myself out there? How do I market myself as a business and as a an entertainer as an entrepreneur as a voiceover artist as a podcaster or whatever the case may be And I realized that i've been doing a lot more planning As opposed to actually doing and I think a lot of it has to do with confidence The confidence that it takes for me to finally put myself out there as much as I want to and not really caring so much about What other people think and i'm not talking about you i'm talking about the naysayers the you know oh you're not good enough to be here type of thing cuz i'm not going to lie there's a huge part of me that is still scared i really am i'm scared on i'm i'm am i going to fuck it up am i going to mess it up is it just a waste of time am i going to get any sponsors am is is this going to be monetized in some way what happens if my passion changes or what happens god forbid if there is just numerous stuff that goes on and i can't keep up with the demand what happens if, as we're seeing right now, the fatigue sets in on things that I want to talk about? And then I realize every single day that I have to remind myself, hey, as long as I do what I do and I'm passionate about it and I have fun with it like I do now, everything else will follow. Everything else will come. And I don't need to stress myself so much on the what ifs and this and what if for that and You know, uh, what if... No, I'm just being me and I just want to talk and I just want to pinpoint on whatever it is that basically comes my way. So for episode 200, I don't know what this title is. I'm sure this title is going to be (laughs) Crisis at Marvel or Shit's Going Down or My What a Week. I don't know. It's just me talking. It's just me talking to you guys. That's all it is. It's just me talking. But... I guess for me to pinpoint in terms of how I want to talk about this, I guess I really want to do a top five format. But the fact is, no, let's just talk. Let me not beat around the bush anymore. And let's just keep on keeping on. As always, guys, remember, if you love what you hear, give it a like, give it a thumbs up, give it a five stars on Spotify and and a good rating on iTunes. If you have any pretty much any feedback on how I can be better and how I can do better by all means let me know go to voiceofgarcia.com scroll all the way to the bottom and email me directly and you can get in touch with me and uh, I have another announcement but we're gonna save that for the ending of the podcast because it's going to be done with what I want to do next so with that being said let's get right on down to it and let's just talk on what's been going on in the world of comic book news First and foremost, I want to congratulate SAC Aftra with getting the this deal done that's been, what, 118, 119 days? This strike that's been going on with them against the, the studios and the god awful freaking. It's abysmal with all the crap that's been going on with them wanting AI and using your likeness and your voice and perpetuity and the, it's ludicrous and it's ridiculous. And I'm really glad that the strike is over, which means, and I'm going to be honest here, even though I'm not part of the union, I do have friends that are in the union and obviously I'm going to root for them. Even though I don't agree with everything that the union does, they're still good people. And they're still hardworking people. And they're the ones that give us the content in order for us to watch and enjoy and appreciate. And it allows me to actually talk about what I want to talk about now. Because without them, none of this would be happening. Without them, I'd just be another person that would just maybe talk about business. Or, you know, maybe a couple of the boring stuff that goes on in the world. Or the, you know, the terrible stuff of what's going on in the world. But that's neither here nor there. And I know I don't want to speak so much about it, because it's over, it's done, it's a tentative three-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, we can finally get we, (laughs) we, like I'm a part of them, which I'm not, they can get back to work, and we can actually look forward to all the upcoming shows and movies, and the fact that they can finally start working on Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, and all the movies that have been delayed are, you know, like Deadpool 3 is coming out in July and Venom 3 is coming out in November, you know, those types of things. And we'll see what happens when, you know, hopefully they actually get the deals done. Well, not the deals, but the schedule. Hopefully they get the schedule done and nothing else would delay it or postpone it in any way, shape, or form. But. Like I said, congratulations to sag for getting it done. Now the writers is done. SAG is done. And hopefully we this will be the end of it. And hopefully the studios will actually realize, hey, if you mess with us, you're going to be losing a shitload of money. And I can only imagine. And, and it sucks because not only did we as viewers suffer, the audience suffered, but a lot of people that are not actors but are part of the industry, suffer too. The makeup artists, the producers, the directors, the executive Not the executives, but the post-production, the colorists, the, the makeup artists, you know, stage, whatever the case may be. Anyone that has had a hand over any project that had to be terminated and lost their jobs because of this, it sucks. And I really hope that with this deal done, people can get back to work, they can contact them, the same people... Maybe offer them a little bit of a bonus and a raise. And they can come back and just do what they do best. So that's all there is. That's all there, you know, that's all it is about. Anyway, let's going on to what else is going on. Marvel Spotlight. The Marvel Spotlight banner. The, the Marvel basically announced a new upcoming thing of what's going on with it's called marvel spotlight and apparently it's something to do with the comics where it focuses on individual stories and the characters that are grounded that's going to be basically a little bit more a little bit more of a tvma rating a little bit more of a rated r type of rating and i'm actually glad that this is going on because as we see it for a long time For a while now, we've been focusing on stories that are part of this collected universe when it should be focusing on individual characters, individual storylines, and uh, essentially explore so much on what it is that's dealing with them personally. We got a little bit on that with Moon Knight, but the first one that's going to be kicking this off, I believe, is going to be Echo. And I saw the trailer. And uh, it's essentially a love letter to what Daredevil and the Punisher is going to be giving us. By the way, shout out to Daredevil having the showrunner, the Punisher showrunner that worked on it for Netflix. I completely forgot to mention that last week. So huge congratulations to that. And I saw Daredevil wearing his red suit in the Echo trailer. Which is funny. We come around in terms of watching Hawkeye... And when Echo got involved as an obligation, like a side character, I knew nothing about the character. I didn't care about the character. Then I saw the trailer and I'm like, okay, alrighty, you have me on board. You have me on board. And I believe Echo will be debuting on Disney Plus in January, if I'm not mistaken. It should be around middle to late January. I don't have the dates in front of me. Because, like always, anything can change at any moment. But I saw the trailer and Kingpin is doing his thing. You know, raising Maya. I can't do the Kingpin voice. But, you know, I, I'm i excited. I actually am. I was on the fence, but I was excited. And with Echo... We can actually get back to how a close, a smidget of how Marvel Netflix used to be. So I'm actually excited for that. Let me not beat around the bush anymore. (laughs) I know that was a little bit of a long pause. The whole Variety article. When the article happened last week and it was written. And it basically peeked into what's been going on behind the scenes. I'm not going to read the entirety of that article, nor do I want to. There have been points and there's been stuff of what's been going on that really piqued my interest in some way. And I'm bringing the article up right now. And the article is called Crisis at Marvel. Jonathan Major's backup plans, the Marvel's reshoots, reviving original Avengers, and more issues revealed. This article was written by Tatiana Siegel. Or Segal. I'm sure it's Siegel, and uh, I found this article very interesting. I had to watch. I had, well, I had to watch it. I had to read it twice. This article really got a whole controversy, so to speak, because it essentially peeked back behind the layers of what Marvel has been going through, and essentially what the MCU has been doing as of late. With the whole thing of the introduction of Kang the Conqueror and the plant with that. But of course with Jonathan Majors and his arrest that's been going on. There was a point within the article that there were people behind the scenes that have been worried. They have been worried in terms of what happens if Jonathan Majors actually is found guilty. With the whole thing between him and his ex-girlfriend. And we were going to shift between... Going on through Kang the Conqueror to Dr. Doom. That Dr. Doom is going to be the latest and biggest, baddest threat. I'm going to read to you a couple of excerpts from this article. At the gathering in Pulp Springs, executives discussed backup plans, including pivoting to another comic book adversary like Doctor Doom, but making any shift would carry its own headaches. Majors was already a big presence in the MCU, including as the scene-stealing antagonist in February's Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And he has been positioned as the franchise's next big thing in the season of Loki, particularly in the finale, which just happened, and set up as Kang, the as the titular titular star of the fifth Avengers film in 2026 because as we know Kang the Secret Wars is going to be happening if Dr. Doom is really going to be the next big bad villain that's going to be coming up a lot of it has to do with what happens with the Fantastic Four and if the Fantastic Four actually exceeds expectation actually does very well at the global box office then we can follow with what happens with Dr. Doom. But at the same time, they would have to wait to see what happens with Jonathan Majors. Because if he's, if he's found guilty and he ends up doing time and can't... Obviously, Disney can't go forward with essentially putting in their main person, the star of the show, as the big bad person. They, they just can't. Because obviously we'd have to serve deal time or Disney would have a hard time. It'd be a conflict of interest. How we're going to promote it. How we're going to pit this guy that basically hit women when we are woke as well. Those types of things. They have themselves in a hell of a pickle. They really do. And it's a hell of a pickle where you have to think to yourself, God damn, how the hell are we going to do this? I'm sure they have a team where they're already scrounging up to see who would be Dr. Doom or the next Dr. Doom. I'm sure they have writers and story artists in terms of, alright, if Majors is found guilty, what happens next? Chances are they're probably just going to delay so much other stuff, but... Innocence Until Proven Guilty. And I don't believe Jonathan Majors is innocent because there's been a lot of shady stuff that's been going on with this ex. I don't know the full details and I don't want to know because to me, it's all a bunch of BS. So let's continue on with a couple more points with the, you know, with this article. Ah, yes, the Marvels. (laughs) So there's another excerpt here where, directed by Nia DaCosta, the Marvels unites Larson's heroine with two super-powered allies, Tiana Paris, Monica Rambeau, introduced in WandaVision, and Iman Valani's Kamala Khan, which introduced in Ms. Marvel. But instead of seamlessly building on the success of Captain Marvel, the movie resulted in four weeks of reshoots to bring coherence to a tangled storyline. Then, and here is very interesting... Then eyebrows were raised again when DaCosta began working on another film while the Marvels was still in post-production. The filmmaker moved to London earlier this year to begin prepping for her Tessa Thompson drama, Hedda. A representative for DaCosta declined to comment. If you're directing a $250 million movie, plus with you know, promoting and marketing. It's kind of weird for the director to leave with a few months to go, says a source familiar with the production. How, where do I start with this? Okay. Obviously, as I'm speaking about this, the marvels just happened. And there have already been numerous people, a lot of with Critical Drinker and Nerd Erotic. And a lot of people that have watched this movie saying that this movie is already a mess. And a lot of it had to do with the choppy editing, scenes that were taken out, the fact that it's another pointless type of a storyline. It feels like a sequel to something that we haven't seen yet. So many people have been saying this already. Others are having a great time with it. And as we see right now, the Rotten Tomatoes score is about 66%. And the audience score is about around mid-80s. I'd say 85-86%. I don't follow on what goes on with Rotten Tomatoes. And neither should you. Because it depends on what you feel whenever you go see a movie. But, but, it's of no surprise and no secret that this movie has been getting tons of tons of hate and tons of tons of problems that goes on behind the scenes with rumors that Brie Larson has been uncooperative with her co-stars and having you know being a very person a very hard person to deal with so to speak and the reshoots and the director doing this and the fact that this is just a mess at this point it really is a mess now like I said I haven't seen the movie but this part of the article really has, really has, essentially piqued my interest in a very, very <laughs> interesting limelight. And continuing on with this article, there's another point that basically, let's see, visual effects. We all knew the visual effects were bad, and see half-baked scripts. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. <laughs> Here we go. The Blade reboot. Oh, there's another point. Let's see. As the public criticism mounts, Faihi is pulling the plug on scripts and projects that aren't working. Case in point, the Blade reboot. With Mahershala Ali signed on for the eponymous, eponymous role of a vampire, things look promising for a 2023 release date. But the project has gone through at least five writers, two directors, and one shut down six weeks before production. So I'm talking a little fast here. One person familiar with the script, Permutation, says the story at one point morphed into a narrative led by women and filled with life lessons. Blade was relegated to the fourth lead, a bizarre idea considering that the studio has a two-time Oscar winner Ali on board. <laughs> Need I say more? Need I say more? with what's going on with Blade. When you have rumors and you have storyboards and storyboards, when you have articles that permount where the main director, the not even the main director, the main actor is having problems and is speaking against this. I mean just the other day Marvel uh, Marvel was like, "Oh, Blade is rated R. They're going to make Blade rated R." No shit. Blade has been a rated R character. He's dealing with vampires, for God's sakes. Now, if this is true, and the movie actually pertains to him being a fourth lead, you're going to have tons of backlash, and you're going to have tons of people that are going to shred this movie to pieces. But, of course, who cares? Because Disney, as we know, the MCU is focusing on their shareholders. All they want to do is just create content. They don't care about the quality of writing. They don't care about the quality of anything. It's only been a couple of gems that we've been seeing since Marvel Phase 4 even started. One of them is Spider-Man No Way Home. And we know that because it crossed a billion dollars like that. I'm sure it's a billion. $800 800 to a billion dollars. Yes, absolutely. And that's not even a Marvel MCU film. It's a Sony film with hints of MCU in it and here and there. Then you have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, a James Gunn movie, and Disney when they fired game James Gunn. I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but this actually brings my point. It's amazing that since Marvel Phase 4 happened, we have not had the usual directors, at least from not what I remember or from what I've been told, that have actually worked on great, epic, quality films. We haven't heard from John Favreau. James Gunn is already gone. He's heading DC Studios now. The Russo brothers. These main directors, quality, great directors... That would give us awesome, amazing movies that is filled with great storytelling, great writing, great actors. And yet, we're stuck in watching these mediocre movies and mediocre TV shows. How in the world did we even come to this? How in the world did we fall so far in just a short amount of time? It took Marvel over 10 years for, us to, for, for them to give us great quality type products. We can get behind the characters. We can get behind the story. Now look where we are now. It took less than 3 years for all of that to be tarnished. When you hear things like the MCU and you hear things like superhero fatigue, identity politics, horrible CGI, bad writing, all of these reasons in terms of where Marvel is right now, it's sad. It's beyond sad. So when I hear, when I read an article like this, where you're taking an awesome fucking character like blade when if you truly think about it wesley snipes from blade from 1999 he was the one that paved the way for marvel going forward even though you can go behind that with batman in 1989 but that's dc we're talking about marvel in general blade was the one that really paved the way for marvel to go forward then we had the X-Men. Then we had Spider-Man. Then we had the Fantastic Four. And then we had all the Daredevil. All those movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. Granted, a lot of them weren't good. But it fast forward to where Iron Man even started. And to go from them to where we are now, it's sad. And... It makes me consider time and time again. What's even the point? Do we have to sit through so much crap. Or so much stuff. Just to be okay with mediocre product. I don't know. It's it's really sad. I I honestly don't know. I. I'm speechless. I, I don't really know what to say. You can find more of this article on Variety and I know a lot of people wants to come out and wants to say, oh, wait, no, that's not true and it might be exaggerated and even if it is exaggerated and some of these facts are exaggerated, whether it's true, whether it's not, you can't deny that Marvel has gone, the MCU has gone downhill tremendously. Tremendously. And... I don't know how they can fix this. They've already lost the trust of so many fans. They've already lost the trust of their core audience, of their main audience. And I know that Kevin Feige and the people, Bob Iger whoever it is that is making the decisions, is actually looking at this and go, yeah, well, oh, dropped something. They're looking at this, go, yeah, we need to do better. We need to be better. But is it too late at this point? Is it really too late? I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you think. I want to hear how does this affect you? Or maybe you're a hardcore person that will listen and watch to every single Marvel content that there is out there. And no matter what bad or what wrong that there is right now, you know what? We'll... We'll enjoy it as best we can. I'm stuck. Because <laughs> like I said, it's, and I know I'm repeating myself over and over. It's essentially a a chore, homework, obligation to watch these movies and to try to find some good in them. Try to find something where I can have fun with them and make it great. Maybe we need to find a way to make Marvels great again. But we, as the audience, can only do so much. It has to go into the hands of the people that are above in the MCU. This is why this movie franchise has tarnished greatly. And we're going to see what happens with the Marvels when I see it sometime this weekend. Overall... In terms of... We've gotten a few good things. But we've gotten mostly bad ones too. And I guess the point that I'm trying to make is... Throughout this whole episode is... It's going to take a lot for me to have faith again. It's going to take a lot. But... We'll see what happens next. The new year is coming. Marvel Phase 5 continues... And maybe we'll have some enjoyment with Marvel's Phase 5. I'm sorry, excuse me, Marvel's Spotlight. Maybe we'll have some enjoyment with that. That's all I got to say about that, really. That's really how about it. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry that I was out this week with a terrible, terrible cold, but... You know, I'm slowly getting around to that, getting above that in a way. But in terms of the announcement that I want to make, I am launching or relaunching my YouTube channel, Voice of Garcia, and I'm going to be doing reactionary videos on every single Marvel news that comes out. And the reason why I'm considering this, is, I'm strongly considering this, is because... I don't feel that it's right for me to put in so much content and so much things to talk about in a span of 30 minutes. Now, don't get me wrong. The podcast isn't going anywhere. I'm still going to be continuing, but the podcast is essentially going to be an extension of what the YouTube video is going to be. They're going to be three to five minute reactionary videos where I get to go a little bit more of a deep dive in terms of what I think, how I feel. And uh, basically just pull myself out there more. And then on top of that, I'm going to be doing comic book narration type videos. That's going to be more on the YouTube shorts and the TikToks and, you know, Instagram for me to pull myself out there as a voiceover artist. But this is essentially the things that I want to do. I want to go more into YouTube. I want to go more in terms of video content creating and have much more fun in terms of what I'm doing. Now, granted, that probably means that the podcast might get a little bit shorter, but as I said, it's not going away, but that's pretty much where I want to go to next. Also, I'm highly debating rebranding the podcast completely. I don't know for sure if I'm going to do that. I'd rather just stay everything the way it is And have a little bit more of a structured type podcast going forward. And maybe putting myself on video on the podcast. But I don't know if you want to see me and listen to me for about 30 minutes. (laughs) I really don't know. But I'll probably have a poll up on X slash Twitter or something. But we'll see what happens with that. Also, also, also. I'm in the process of moving. I'm going to be going into a different location. So chances are... There's going to be at some point in December where I'm going to be taking numerous extensions in terms of me actually missing the podcast in general. But that's another reason why I want to do the YouTube shorts and the YouTube three to five minutes and the reactionary videos is because I can work on a three to five minute video and quickly edit it and then just post it and then just be myself. So. That's in a way my way of getting the news and reactions to you further. So that's pretty much where I want to go with that. And uh, as I said, I'm not leaving. It's just going to be an extension of what I want to do next. As always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, when it comes to... Oh, sorry, let me rewind a little bit. Coming Monday, we're going to do a three-part type podcast is going to be a three act special the first one I'm going to be talking about Gen V the second one is going to be about Loki and the third one is going to be about the Marvels so it's going to be from best to worst and I'm going to be doing my deep dive on those three shows and one movie those three contents and basically that's what's going to be coming on Monday moving forward so that's it that's that have a great weekend guys once again sorry that this is coming out late but I just wanted to talk and here it is as always when it comes to comic book news movies games whatever the case may be always remember if you hear about it and you read about it I talk about it controversial or otherwise oh let's not forget the rumor of Robert Downey Jr. coming back as Iron Man I don't believe it for a second Until it's coming from his mouth that he's coming back, I don't believe it for a second. So, take with that what you will. Stay safe, guys. Till next time, I'm done, I'm through. Peace out.